11, Hebrews chapter number 11, very familiar passage of scripture we'll look at again this evening. <coughs> this morning, we were in Psalms 23, and I think we were reminded that no matter how uh, familiar the passage of scripture, uh, it's always going to be reminded of those great, great truths, and uh, look at them in a couple of different ways. And tonight, uh, Hebrews chapter number 11 is where we're going to be, and I'm not, I don't think I'm going to give you anything new uh, but it's certainly good to be reminded. Uh, there's some things that we just need to be reminded of over and over and over again. You know how some of you parents, you tell your kids, how many times do I have to tell you to do this? Or can I put it like this? Some of you wives that tell your husbands, how many times do I have to tell you to do this? Well, apparently one more. I mean, that's always the answer. And guys, don't say that. that you do not get a good reaction. Not speaking from personal experience, maybe, but don't say it like that. But we need to be reminded of certainly tr certain truths. I wonder if our Heavenly Father ever looks at us and says, how many times uh, do you have to be reminded uh, of, of this? And so <coughs> we'll look at that this evening. Uh, we're making the adjustment on Wednesday night, as I announced. Everybody be back here. And uh, I, I wanna, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I plan on teaching on Wednesday night because I either don't want you to miss it by being here or I don't want you to miss it uh, by watching online. And uh, I, I have been reluctant to go to live services for a lot of reasons, but this has kind of forced us uh, into this where some of our people cannot get out during this time uh, so that they can still be part of the service. Uh, but uh, I don't want us to get lazy. So if you're watching online, I hope you have your Bible in your hand. In your hand and I hope you're uh, dressed for church too, by the way. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> I'm just, you can see me, but I'm glad I can't see you. Uh, uh, but I don't want us to get lazy uh, when it comes to church, uh, but I want you to be ready for Wednesday night. I'm going to teach on um, don't jerk the wheel or the danger of overreaction. Uh, there's a great danger in overreaction. Kingdoms have been toppled because of overreaction. Uh, homes set themselves up for failure because of overreaction. <coughs> Christians hurt themselves. Churches set themselves on a course away from the truth of the Word of God simply by overreacting. And so I want you to be here Wednesday night for that or uh, be uh, ready for the live stream uh, Wednesday night because it certainly applies uh, in our time that we live in here. But Hebrews chapter number 11, <coughs> and I'm going to read the first six verses of this passage of Scripture, beginning with verse number 1. <coughs> now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered under God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his tra translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What a testimony. Uh, we, we, this is my message tonight. We get caught up so much in accolades, what this world thinks, what the men think. But his testimony was just simply this, that he pleased God. Even by Christian standards, and I feel a, another sermon coming on here, we would look, and if that was the summation of his life, he just pleased God, we'd say, well, he didn't do much, did he? Well, how many did he run on Sunday? 
Oh, he just pleased God. He pleased God by faith. Verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. <coughs> For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Obviously, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the theme is faith. Um, if this sounds familiar to you, I remind you that in 2018, we spent an entire year of Sunday school lessons from Hebrews chapter number 11 based on faith. And tonight, <coughs> I don't think I'm going to give you anything new. Some of it you'll recognize, but I want to just speak on this subject. Reminders of faith. Some reminders of faith. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, <coughs> I pray once again that the Word of God would be real to us, that the Spirit of God would be evident. And Father, may we be reminded tonight of the importance of faith, what faith does for us, and by faith what you can do through us. Father, I pray for your people tonight, and I certainly do not like all of us not being together. But Father, you're certainly aware of the circumstances, and I pray that through the message tonight that we would all be encouraged be reminded of some things. May our faith grow in these times that we live in. <coughs> we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews 11, often referred to as the Hall of Faith chapters, and certainly you read the characters in this chapter. Uh, it certainly, uh, we see some remarkable uh, Bible characters. Uh, something that I get in the habit of doing, if I ever uh, get a little discouraged, if I ever feel like Life has been a little unfair. If I ever feel like uh, the brethren are a little oppressive, I read Hebrews chapter number 11. And I read of all of the things that these men and women went through, especially the latter part of that chapter, when those unnamed Christians who paid the ultimate price of giving their life for the faith. And thank God, even though we have some restrictions on us, we're not dealing with that. Uh, we're not dealing with having to pay the ultimate price, but it's faith, our faith. Faith is that which gets the attention of God. It's faith is something that we know. We sing the song, living by faith, but do we really live by faith? We talk about faith in God, but do we really have faith in God? I believe all of us, all of us would, would, would say uh, a hearty amen that we would be in agreement with the fact that faith is important. We know that faith is necessary for salvation. But faith is also necessary after salvation in order for us to grow, in order for us to do. Uh, we, we ought to have a life that produces for God. Uh, it, is not, it is not the will of God for you and I to get saved and never do anything for Him. It's not. We are saved to serve. Uh, there ought to be something that shows that we're saved. Now, don't be intimidated by the, by the cynic and the critics of this world. We are to produce works for God. We are to serve Him. God wants more from us than just to be a pew potato, if I can, in some cases a couch potato, but God wants more from us than just to be saved and sit. We want to serve. Now, we all have capacities of serving in different ways. Not everybody is going to preach tonight, just me. Uh, not everybody is going to sing tonight. I've heard some of you sing. Uh, we all have different ways to serve God. The point is we should serve God because 
to do a work for God takes faith. God wants to see our faith. We'll make statements like, oh, their faith is being tested. Or my faith is being tried. Faith is the key to so many things in our life. And tonight I just want to, I've got five or six that I just want to mention. And when, when, we, when, I, when we run out of time, I like this abbreviated service. Because I can feel the rest of the time just preaching, you know. And so I've got plenty of time. Uh, but I do want to talk about faith and some reminders of faith. Let me say, number one, the substance of faith is hope. The substance of faith is hope. We see verse number one of chapter 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Say, well, pastor, that's obvious. The Bible says it right there. Well, yes, we need to be reminded of that. Faith is a substance. It's not some mystical power. It's not some mystical thing. What does it consist of? Hope. I have have faith in God that I am saved and secure And then when I take my last breath on this side of eternity, (coughs) faith is in that blessed hope of salvation. It's it's hope. It is the substance of it is hope. Uh, For for example, if a father tells his son that he's going to take him fishing, the son has faith in the substance of what he's hoping the father will do. Son, we're going to go fishing. Have they gone yet? No. But the son, the substance of the faith is in his hope that that dad is going to do what he said he's going to do. As a child of God, our faith, the substance of it, is hope that our heavenly father is going to do what he said he's going to do. And can I say, God has has always done what he's always said he was going to do. God has an impact impeccable track record. He has never failed. He has never faltered. He has never forgotten. That was good right there. He, he, I don't even think I could do it again. But he has an impeccable... Do you like that, Mrs. Triplett? She got excited. She woke up over there when I, when I started rhyming. Uh, <coughs> that's alliteration at its finest right there. Uh, but God has a track record. Uh, uh, there's no fault in it. There's no failure. He, 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 if he says he's going to do something, you know what? That's my hope. I have a hope in the substance of my faith. I can say I have faith in God because I believe God's going to do something. I'm hoping he's going to do what he said he's going to do. As I preached this morning, as we go through the, as a shepherd is with us, and we may go through the valley of the shadow of death, my hope, my faith is, as he says, I'm going to be with you. The presence is going to be there. That's the substance of faith, is the hope. Not hope like a wish, so many times, I think Christians, they look at faith in God and that hope as making a wish before they blow up their birthday candles. Or in some cases by this crowd, before you get a fire extinguisher to those birthday candles, but that's a whole other story. Or I wish I had it. Or I wish this would be true. Faith is a different thing. It's the hope that God is going to do and the believing that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Statement number two, by faith is evidence of things which I cannot see. My faith is, ev- with, is evidence of things I can, which I cannot see. Verse one again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Well, I'll do it when God shows me. That's not faith. It is the evidence of which I do not see. Too many Christians, and many times Christians, we want to see the results before we've even made the effort. God, show me why I should have confidence, and then I'll have confidence. That's not the way God works. God says, I'm Jehovah. I'm the Almighty. You have confidence in me, and I'll show you that it can be done. It will be done. And I'm afraid too many Christians sit paralyzed in their Christian life because they're waiting on God to move when God has told us over and over again, you move and I'll make a way. Think back to our Sunday school lessons going through the book of Deuteronomy with how God told the, the children of Israel <laughs> with all the enemies that, that possess that land that as you enter in, then I'll defeat the enemy. He did not defeat all of the enemies and then said, okay, it's all clear, go in. He said, you obey, you by faith enter the land that I have promised you. It wasn't there yet, theirs yet, but it was as good as theirs because he promised it to them. But by faith, they had to enter in in spite of their fears, in spite of their obstacles. And as they entered that land, God defeated the enemy. God defeated the enemy. Too many Christians say, God, if you work it all out, then I'll show you the faith that I have. That's not faith. Parents, let me, let me help you as you rear your children. You have to rear your children. If you're going to rear your children according to the word of God, you have to have faith in the principles that you're instilling. Well, I don't know how that's going to... That's not faith. What's well, not popular? It's not faith. You have to believe that God is going to do what God has said he's going to do. We want to see the results before we have made the effort. Well, I, I just believe... At churches... Well, if God will do all this, then, then, then we'll step forward. No, that's not the way God works. Uh, we are to do, we sit around and, 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 oh, I'll get off on a tangent on this. We, we pray for revival and pray for revival and pray for revival and pray for, and we should pray for revival. But there's too many Christians, that's all they do is pray for revival. They're never, they never, they never t- they tell a sinner how to go to heaven. They never give uh, their tithes and their offerings. They're not even faithful to the house of God, but they're hashtag praying for revival. No, God wants us to do what he has commanded us to do. And then when we do by faith what we are supposed to do, then God steps in and does the supernatural that only he can do. We should not wait on the results before we make the effort. My faith is evidence of that which I cannot see. As I stand here tonight and I have prepared and I preach tonight, I have a belief that God can use his word to do something in the heart of somebody. I do not know who it is. It may be somebody in the crowd tonight. I hope at least one of you gets something out of this. It may be very specific to somebody who's watching online. But as I prayed and prepared, I didn't say, okay, God, you show me the result of what you can do with this message, then I'll pray, then I'll prepare, then I'll be faithful to give it. No, that's not the way God works. God says, this is in my situation, as a preacher of the gospel, as the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church, this is the message I'm placing on your heart. This is, you prepare, you pray over it, you go preach it. If they sleep through it, you still preach it because the results are up to me. 
That's faith. That's if I have, if I'm on the same page as God, I'm going to obey him, I don't have to know what the results are. I would hope you'd want to pastor that way. I would hope you'd want a pastor who believed God enough that he doesn't have to know the results. He's just going to obey the command to preach the word and leave it up to God. Because when I get done in, oh, about 45, 50 minutes, and I leave, the responsibility is off of me, and it's on you. By faith, I believe God. But shouldn't you live that way? Well, Pastor, if, if God shows me that, that I can do it, then I'll do it. And I'm convinced of this, and, and, let me, and, 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 and I feel impressed to say this tonight. Somebody in here, or somebody watching online, or, or, or you can share this however you want to share it. I believe there's a lot of our young people who do not surrender to do what God wants them to do. And it's not because they have a rebellious heart. It's because they will not act by faith. Well, I can't get through a Bible because I don't know how I would. If you're supposed to do it, do it. Well, I don't think I could ever go to the mission field. Well, if God's called you, it's not your job to get you there. It's your, it's, that's the results are up to God. My faith is evidence of that which I can not see. By the way, Christian, it'll make you a more optimistic person. Because I don't have to even know what the results are. Because they're not up to me. I don't even have to judge what I'm going to do. That's why so many of our independent Baptist brethren, they're, they're, they're drifting further and further from the truth because they, they read a survey of what somebody says a church ought to be in this day. I'm not interested because by faith, I'm going to do what the Bible says to do. I don't have to know what the results are. I don't have to know what the reasoning is. I believe that God will do what God can, only what God can do. Many Christians, if, they're, if, they, if they work the job, if they if depend on their employer to treat them like they treat God, they would expect that employer to give them a year's salary ahead of time and then say, now do the work. Wouldn't that be nice? But isn't that the way we treat God? God, you work it all out, then I will. That is not faith. My faith is evidence of that which I cannot see. <laughs> the idea of God show me, that's not faith. So when we say living by faith, we're not saying, God, show me how it's going to work out so I have my confidence in you. I'm living trusting God because I'm believing in that which I cannot see. I'm believing in that which I have not seen. Uh, number three, third statement. Look with me in... Verse number two, for by it the elders obtained a good report. If we were to continue to read of Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and all these great Bible characters, we would read of that which they did. If you think back to those Sunday school lessons, we, we did a host of different lessons on different characters and that which they did. Statement number three is this, a good, record, a good report comes by faith. Faith does not come from a good report. Now listen to that and catch that. A good report comes by faith. Faith does not come from a good report. When we read of these 
people that were greatly used of God in Hebrews 11, it is important for us not to focus on their accomplishments, but to focus on their faith. Their accomplishments did not produce faith. Faith produced the accomplishments. I have one life to live for God. I want to do something for Him. I want to accomplish the most that I can with my life for Him. The only way to do that is by faith. It's not we get caught up because we compare ourselves. We get caught up because we look for the <coughs> applause and approval of man. It's in our nature. And we want a good report. We want, as a self, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's not even selfish necessarily, we want to be able to say, look what I've done for God. When you get to the end of your life, don't you want to reflect back and say, look at what I was able to do for my God. Not in a boastful manner, but look what my life did to count for Him. The only way you were able to do anything for Him is through faith. Too many times we, will, we think that good report, or we think God's using somebody, and gets, it's all their talent, it's all these, these opportunities I did not have. No, it's faith. A good report comes by faith. I love, I love, I love to read the, the biography of Hudson Taylor. I've read it several times, and every so often I'll read it. That was a man that lived by faith. And oh, to, to accomplish what that man accomplished for God. It, was, it seemed like it would take a dozen lifetimes to accomplish what he accomplished in one. You look at a, and of course he's not in Hebrews chapter number 11, but you look at a man who has a good report. And he can be used as an example today. Of, look what one life can do for God. How did it happen? But a lot of people aren't willing to have the faith that that man had so that they could have the good report because of what their life was able to accomplish. <laughs> we miss this. It's not the works that bring about the good report, but the faith by which we did those works. We think of some of the great men of God of the past generation who built great churches. We miss it, we miss it, we miss it. A generation of preachers come behind them and we pay more attention to what their attendance was than the faith that was behind the man that God used to create the attendance. Did you catch that? It's natural for us to see the works. Don't look at the works, look at the faith. We want the works... But are we willing to live by the same faith? We want to be able to say, my life counted for God, but do we want to have the faith? When we obey God by faith, it is then that we are blessed by God. Now, we're already blessed beyond what we deserve. But those who live by faith, God will bless in their endeavors to serve Him. If you are a Sunday school teacher, and right now, Nobody's a Sunday school teacher, but if you're a, when once we get back to normal and you teach a Sunday school class, you teach that class by faith. You, you, mom and dad, Christian, 
you give by faith. You live by faith. You step out by, by faith. You're a witness by faith. You do everything by faith, and God will bless that faith. God only blesses your talent, friend, as long as you apply that talent to work and faith. We, we, we get this backward. A good report comes by faith. Faith doesn't come from a good report. Number four. This is not the last one, but number four. Understanding comes by faith. Verse three. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Understanding comes by faith. Now, don't, don't miss this, because there's not a criticism in here. I'm just, I'm just telling you my viewpoint of this. Because God uses different things in different ways. But I am not taking the time to defend creation from a scientific standpoint. Say, so why aren't you doing that? I don't have to. Well, how are you going to understand it? I understand through faith. Now, I do believe we ought to be educated... I do believe we ought, to, you know, we ought to be as wise as we possibly can. I do believe that science and the Word of God do not conflict each other. I do believe that. But I am, I am not going to attempt, as an example, I'm not going to attempt to prove scientifically that we didn't come from monkeys and God created everything. So, well, let me, let me debate it. Go ahead. When you get done, I'm not going to be around. Because it's settled with me. I understand it by faith. Understanding comes by faith. You can explain it to somebody who's never believed it. But at some point, they have to allow faith to give them understanding. You can take somebody who's believed in evolution and you can have them be given all the scientific facts. You can have somebody who is educated and, and that, that's their expertise. Give them all the facts, but they will not leave their position of evolution to that of a creationist without faith. At some point, they get understanding by just saying, I believe it. Because God said it. I believe it because I believe what God has said. That's through faith there's understanding. <clears throat> That's why I believe this book, the King James Bible, is the Word of God. Say, which one do you study with? This one right here. This one will you preach with? This one right here. Say, what are the other ones you have? I don't have any other ones. This is the Word of God. Now, I am educated enough to sit down with you... And I can debate this issue, but I'm not going to. Because you cannot get settled on the Bible being the inspired and errant, infallible word of God without faith. You can't do it. Through faith comes understanding. So somebody who, is, who doesn't believe in creation, they have a faith problem. Somebody who believes the only perfect word of God is the originals in heaven has a faith problem. I believe my God is big enough to preserve his word for us. If you don't, that's because you don't have the same faith 
I have in my God. You don't believe that God is powerful enough. You don't believe God can move on, on the minds of men. You don't believe God can preserve his word. I believe my God who can speak the stars in existence and call the millions of them by name is powerful enough to preserve his word. I don't have to debate it. By faith, I understand it. Understanding only comes through faith. We must understand that. The moment we must prove everything in order to understand it, we are no longer living by faith. I've got to prove it. Where's your faith then? You think you can, you can explain God, every detail of God? You think you can, some of you are still trying to figure, you know you're saved, but you're still trying to figure it all out. Well, I, this part I just don't understand. Well, 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 let me help you. God's bigger than you. God's above you. If you can't figure him out, but what kind of God would we have? How limited and how small would he be if a bunch of men with a bunch of letters behind their name could explain everything about him and everything he's ever done? Would it be a very big God? Faith... It's through faith I have, under, I have understanding. If you have to prove it, to understand it, we're no longer living by faith. <laughs> That's why salvation is by faith. And we'll say that more in just a minute. Notice verse number three. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the words of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Notice the beginning of verse four. By faith Abel offered under God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. There's a difference between <laughs> by faith life and through faith. Okay? There's a difference. Notice in verse number 3, it says through faith. Verse number 4, by faith. Verse number 5, by faith. Verse number 7, by faith. Verse number 8, by faith. Verse number 9, by faith. So on and so forth. There is a difference between by faith and through faith. Both are vital and both are important. By faith... We act, we do. It's by faith I do something. Look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered under God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Cain, as you know, brought his works. But by faith, Abel went through an act to bring that more noble sacrifice. It's something he did. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, built the ark. By faith, we act. Through faith, we understand as we've already seen. For example, we are not saved by faith, but through faith. It's through faith. We are saved by grace, and when we understand grace, then through faith we are saved. Through faith is our way to God. Aren't we saved by grace? I understand that by grace, and it's through my faith in that belief that I'm saved. But I live by faith. I hope I'm not confusing you. Some of you got confused you when I said turn to Hebrews chapter 11. But we understanding is through faith. It is through faith that I trusted Christ as, as my Savior. It is through faith that I put my faith on Him. Now that I'm saved. I'm to live by faith. I'm to believe in God. 
I don't have to have him say, this is how it's going to work out. It's the faith I'm putting in God. By faith is our way to please God. In verse number 4, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. The sacrifice that Abel brought pleased God, did it not? Why did it please God? Because Abel brought it by faith. When you do something out of faith, it pleases God. It's by faith. We have to have faith to be saved. But again, just like God did not save us to never do anything for Him, that's not the only act of faith that we should ever have in our life. We live by faith. What is it? We do by faith. We are to live believing in Him. Number six, and this is the last one. And this is important and obvious. By faith is how we please God. Verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Okay? Let me make this statement. Don't forget it. When God asks us to live by faith, He is simply asking us to please Him. We just don't always ask it that way. As a preacher, I preach, use your life to please God. No, when I do, amens, as there should be. I want my life to please God. If I had you raise your hand tonight, unless you have a rebellious heart, you would say, I want my life to please God. Okay? Let me put it in God's words. Live by faith. No, 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 no. I mean, besides that, I want to please God. You can't. You can't. You cannot separate pleasing Him with your life from living your life by faith. <coughs> we, we know this verse is in there, but without faith, the Bible does not say it is difficult to please Him. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please Him. If I say something's impossible, you might can find a way around it. But if God says something's impossible, you're wasting your time. Because God is the one who decides what pleases Him. God in His omniscience, God is in His omnipotence, God in His holiness and righteousness as the Creator, it is determined that living by faith is what pleases Him. So if I said to you, do you want to please God with your life? Let me put it in this context because we know the emphasis that we have as a church with our young people. Surrender their lives to God. Offer themselves to God. You're going to give God first opportunity in your life. And if God hasn't wrote on the wall for you by 1920 what He wants for your life, that doesn't mean He's not going to tell you what He, he's not going to use you. Uh, that's, that's free. Um, but in that context of the, of, of the emphasis that we place on that young generation coming up to use your life to serve God, we say, will you live your, do you want to please, do you want to please God? Oh, yes, sir, pastor, I want to please God. But when it's worded like this, are you willing to live your life by faith as a preacher of the gospel? 
I don't know if I want to do that. I thought you said you wanted to please God. I thought you said you had a call in your life. Do you want to please God with your life? Oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, how about living by faith? Well, that's a little bit different. Not in God's mind. In God's mind, there's one way to please him. How many ways to heaven is, is there? There's one. How many gods is there? There's one. How many Bibles is there? There's one. And all the old-time fundamentalists, independent, I say amen to all that. But then how come when the preaching gets to the point, it's like there's one way to please him, living by faith. Well, I don't. there's got to be another no, there's one way. This preacher's not saying it. That book is saying it. God has established it. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So when God asks us to live by faith, all He's simply asking is that we please Him with our life. That's it. It is what we ought to be seeking to do anyway. When God puts you in a situation... When your means cannot sustain you. When your understanding doesn't get you through. When your abilities is not enough, what is our, <laughs> generally speaking, our first response is to look to God and go, what's up? Why is this so hard? Why haven't you come through? You're looking at it wrong, friend. God is putting us in a situation to please him. I can't figure it out. i got to depend on God to figure it out. So I've got to keep living by faith. I can't provide the answer, so I've got to depend on God to provide the answer. So I've got to live by faith. I can't work out the situation, so I've got to depend on God to work out the situation. So I've got to depend on faith. We've got to quit looking at God and say, God, when are you going to get with it? And look at God and say, thank you for giving me an opportunity to please you because I'm in a situation where my wisdom isn't going to help, my understanding's not going to help, my ability's not going to help. All that I can do is believe you, God, and by faith move forward, and we have an opportunity to please him. Sometimes what we say we want does not measure up with what we actually want. I want to please God. Okay. There's one way to do it. Live by faith. You know, in this situation that we're, we're in, in our nation right now, the way to please God is to live by faith. The way to please God is to live by faith. You take out this situation with this virus and all these restrictions. You know, it's still living by faith. I believe this. I believe God is going to put every one of his children in a situation to depend on him and depend on him completely. If you've never experienced that, it's coming. And when you get through that one, another one's coming. This would help us. I tell you, this has helped me. If I can put it this way and you'll understand what I'm saying, it's helped me keep my sanity as a person, as a Christian. God, because there's some things you try and understand why God allows them to happen. And you just got to get to a place where you're saying, wow, God's given me 
an opportunity to please Him. Because I'm in a situation that the only way I can move forward is just by faith. To depend on Him. That's why I can say that as a church, if we ever leave this book for gimmicks, we're not a church of faith. Pastor, we need to, we got to have the praise band to draw into young people. No thanks. I'll keep my faith. I'll keep my faith in the Spirit of God. I'll keep my faith in the Word of God. I'll keep my faith in the Great Commission. And what we're doing as Christians, as, as supposed Bible believers, is we're not, the church is not pressing forward by faith. We're trying to do other things to do what God says, let me do it. But in order for me to build my church, you have got to be faithful to certain things. The church has got to preach the word of God. The church has got to be a witness to the world. It's, it's the Acts 1-8 mandate. That's still our responsibility. And we've got to reach the world with the gospel and the congregation and of all walks of life. Uh, they'll be bound together uh, by the church and they'll be part of my church. And it's through their tithes and their offerings that enables the work to go forth and go forward so that laborers can be sent out and the gospel can be sent out. If you just believe me and act on what I've told you to do, I'll not only build a church, I'll make that church a city on a hill as a lighthouse that the gospel can reach around the world. We don't need gimmicks as a church to do what God says I'll do. Well, I just want to please Him. Then you'll obey that book. Well, we as a church, we, just, we, we don't want to try and please man. We just please Him. Oh, no, you don't. If you did, you stick that book right there. By faith, by faith, we can attain a good report with Him. We can have some things on our spiritual resume, if you will. But it's a byproduct of our faith. We, we're, we're having the official opening of our Bible college this fall. And we have some young men here now who want to be in the ministry. We have, we'll have more that have come through the years. The emphasis is not going to be on accomplishing A, B, C, and D. The emphasis is going to be please God. Please God. And how do you please God? By faith. How do you preach? By faith. How do you build a church? By faith. How do you get to the mission field? By faith. How do you make a difference in the life of a young boy or a young girl that sits in your, your Sunday school class or your school class by faith? How do you make a difference as a, as a faithful church member that sings in the choir, that, that, that is the usher at the door, works in the nursery? By faith. My goal is to please God. We would all say that. The only way to do it is to live by faith. And if you just live a life of faith, You'll live a lifetime and turn around and look around and say, look at everything that God allowed me to have a part of. Look at the lives that I was able to touch. I never set out to do that. All I wanted to do was please my God with the opportunity He gave me. And by faith, I was faithful to stay in His Word.
by faith, I was faithful to fulfill that post that he gave me week in and week out. By faith, I was faithful just to to point people to the supernatural word of God. By faith, there was weeks that I didn't think I was making a difference. There was times I didn't think that I was going to be able to get through it. But by faith, I just said, I know it pleases God for me to keep going. I know it pleases God for me to be faithful to His Word. I know it pleases God for me to be faithful in the commitments that I've made to Him. And I know it pleases Him. And before we know it, God takes our faith and He uses that to make a difference, not in our life, but He blesses it so it can be used in the life of others because our goal was just to please Him. Are you pleasing Him with your life tonight? We say, I, I hope I am. I'm okay, let me rephrase it. Are you living by faith tonight? And as we close this evening, let me just mention this. You know, a lot of times we, we say living by faith, we automatically think of financial. And certainly, that's part of it. As a church, we, we live by faith. We're, I feel like we're on solid financial ground. But we are not stockpiling millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Or as I think of it, tens of thousands or even thousands. We're spending it to get the gospel out. We're not running the church like a Fortune 500 company. We're running the church by the book of Acts. And God gives us so that we can give out. Say, what's your business plan for the next six months? By faith, we're going to support our missionaries. By faith, we're still going to be a witness. By faith, we're still going to try and reach people with the gospel. And God will just have to be big enough to keep his doors open, to provide for his people, and to do a work that he's promised to do but we are just going to please him by living by faith. Financial is certainly a part of it, Christian. God impressed upon you to give the missions by faith. You've got to do it. We're all commanded to tithe and to support the program of the church. By faith, you have to do it. Well, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to have at the end of the month. By faith, do it, and God will take it. You're pleasing him. Well, I don't know if God could ever use me in any capacity. I don't know if God could use me. By faith, you do what it is that God has impressed upon you to do. By faith, you do it. And you let, that's pleasing Him. And God will use that. He puts us in a situation, sometimes it's financial, but it's not always financial. I've shared with you, and I, and I know it's hard for me to believe that I never like to be in front of people. I really am an introvert at heart. I, I, something happens when I get behind this pulpit. I don't, as you can see, I'm still going. But something happens when I get behind this pulpit. There was a time in my life I had to say, by faith, God, I'm just going to please you. If nothing I say makes sense, I know this is what you want me to do. I'm going to please you. But you know, if it's true for this preacher, it's true for you as a Sunday school teacher. It's true for you as somebody that sings a special music. It's you for that, somebody who, who, who stands on a bus and, and, and teaches children. It's, for, it's you, when you, when you when you try and rear your own children according to the word of God. You've got to make up your mind. You're just going to please God. Don't, play, don't try and please your pastor. And some of you, you're, 
You've got that down, not pleasing your pastor. No. If you please God, oh, it does the heart of your pastor good. Sometimes I'll get a text from a member. I'll get a call or have a conversation. Pastor, I'm going through this. And I don't want any of you to ever go through anything, any difficulty. And it grieves my heart some, to know that some of you carry the burdens you carry. When pastor pray for me, I'm having this test. I do. And to the best that I can, I carry that burden before the Lord. But I have to balance that with some of you. Some situations have to balance that with my heart to protect you, my heart that loves you, because I never want you to have any kind of an inconvenience or heartache or burden. But I know God well enough, and I know my own life well enough to know that God uses some of these situations because he's given us an opportunity to please him. Don't look at that burden as a burden. It's an opportunity for you to please God in a way that somebody else can't. What about faith? We talk about it all the time. But what do we really know about it? Are we really living by it? Tonight, I challenge us all in the service online, those listening online, uh, how's our faith? First of all, make sure that you're saved. That through faith, for by grace are you saved, through faith. I understand grace. I don't deserve it. It's unmerited favor. And because I understand it, it's through that I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith, I want to live. I want to please Him by faith. Well, let's...